Well, my friends, today with the gospel parable and our second reading, we are again instructed about the reality of our life as Christians is totally dedicated to God, that we have been won over for Christ. We live a new life in Christ. And as a result, we as Christians do not live for this world. And that that's something that we have to regularly remind ourselves of. We don't live for just this world. This world is not all there is. Our kind of earthly existence is not the end goal of everything, right? We are, pardon the negative connotations of it, like we're working for the weekend, right? We want to get to heaven, and so we're working and we're doing good here, and the good that we do here carries over to heaven, right? It shapes us in, into people of holiness, but I don't live for this world, right? Not at all. And if our Lord Jesus wanted to come back, even before the end of this homily, like, Lord, your kingdom come. Like, great, because that's what we're looking forward to, heaven. Now, I, I'd like to go to confession again, maybe. Right? Jesus is going to come back right now. Like, Father Gutierrez is probably over having breakfast. I'll be the first in line to get to him if we get a 10-minute warning or something. But, like, no, we want, we don't live just for this world. And that's the foolishness of the person that we hear about in the gospel, this man who stores up all this stuff because I'm just going to accumulate stuff, right? A former Archbishop of Hartford, um, Archbishop John Whalen, who was our bishop from probably the 70s through till 1993 when he died during just a routine operation. But he saw someone wearing a t-shirt. He was with a young priest at the time from the diocese. And he saw someone wearing a t-shirt that said, like, whoever dies with the most tools wins, right? Like on, on the back of a uh, t-shirt, drills and hammers and all that. And it's a funny joke, but it also is like Archbishop Whalen said to this priest, like, it's your job to convince that person that that's totally false. It's not whoever dies with the most stuff wins. Rather, it's I, whoever dies with the most love of God right? Whoever loves God most, whoever most is already living the love of heaven here, right now. That's what we're working for. And if we just store up stuff, then God forbid, we hear at the moment we die, you fool, you fool, you've stored up all this stuff. How foolish is it to think that all of my security will be put in stuff? right? No way. It's put in God. And that we as Christians are passing through. We are passing through this life. And we should, you know, engage in works of charity. We should love our families and our friends. We should, all of it, absolutely. But we are looking forward to the destination, right? The destination of heaven, uh, I haven't recently. I've only flown once in the last, like, three years. But I used to have to fly a bit, um, particularly when I lived in Rome, had to fly, and then, uh, you know, traveling to some different things. And I, I've grown to like airports to a certain degree, if you know how to navigate them. Tom Hanks has a good movie, The Terminal, right? That it's like, if you know how to navigate an airport, I like if I have to have a layover, like a three-hour layover, so I can find a good restaurant, right? Have a decent meal, a nice drink, enjoy myself, and not just be rushing, rushing, rushing. But guess what? No matter where I'm going, and no matter how nice the airport is, like, I'm going to a destination. 
I'm not one of those people that goes to Bradley for dinner and just says, like, yep, that's it. I'm just going to Bradley because that's what I do. That's the most fun thing you can probably do in the state of Connecticut, right? Like, no. Um, rather, it's, it's an airport, and we're passing through. And that that is an attitude that we should have toward this life. That it's good. It's a good airport, right? But it's an airport. And we are looking forward to heaven. And that we should always remember this. Always never lose sight. No matter how much is going on in the world. And how important or difficult or whatever it is. I'm looking forward to heaven. I am a Christian. I've been conformed to Jesus Christ. And so I look forward to heaven. That's what St. Paul teaches us in this letter to the Colossians, right? The third chapter of the letter to the Colossians. He tells us, in case we're getting too concerned with just this worldly existence, look, if you were raised with Christ in your baptism, seek the things that are above. Seek holiness, right? Seek love of God. Because you've died. You've already died, right? And when the moment now that my heart stops beating and I stop breathing, well, I've already died with Christ in baptism. And I've already risen with Christ in baptism. And so what do I have to be afraid of? We've already passed through the waters of death when we were baptized. Nothing to be afraid of. You've already died. You have died. And your life now, your true life, is hidden with Christ in God. Where my heart is, my life, my spiritual life, my interior life, my life of grace, is hidden, kept safe with Christ in God, right? Where no earthly corruption can touch it. Because that's, that's the life of grace that my Lord Jesus gave me. That's the love of God. You've already died, and your life has been hidden with Christ in God. And so, when Christ our life appears, we too are going to appear with him in glory. Because we've invested, not in a market that can tank, but we've invested in heaven. And all the love that we give to God in this world, all the focus that we have on heaven, all of the life of grace... It's just more, more investment, further investment into that life of heaven. You've already died, and your life is hidden with Christ and God. When we were baptized, we were conformed to Jesus Christ. We passed through the waters of death, and we have risen with him. And we are alive. As Christians, we are a people that are alive. Not just because of beating hearts and breath, but we're alive in the Holy Spirit. We're alive in the grace of God. Alive in a new way that the world can't comprehend because we have been conformed to Christ. Here's the third point, is that then what St. Paul tells us that we should do because of this, right? Because we know that we live for God. and We live for God first. Put to death then the parts of you that are earthly. Put to death the parts of you that are earthly. 
Um, in Latin, it's mortificate ergo, which is where you get the word mortification, right? Little mortifications. Now, what is mortification? It's a scary word, and people hear it, and they conjure up these pictures of the grotesquity of, like, the Da Vinci Code, right? That's not mortification. That, that's mutilation. That's bad. That's a sin. If anyone's doing that, go to con- stop and go to confession, right? That's not good. Um, but what are, what are little mortifications? It's that there are parts of me that are super attached to the things of the world. I'm really attached to things of the world. And those parts of me that are attached to the world need to be put to death because I've died. I've already died. And anything that's still trying to hold on to worldliness, well, it needs to get on board with the fact that I've already died to this world and I live with Christ. And so we practice these mortifications in small ways, right? Little ways. So what's a really earthly part of me? I do not want to get up when my alarm goes off, right? Um, I, I have a really comfortable pillow and blanket set. And when that alarm goes off, I absolutely do not want to get up, right? But a little mortification is saying, well, put that to death. Get right up, right? The alarm goes off, jump right up and offer the whole day to God. I live for God. What am I going to do staying in bed and snoozing, right? I'm supposed to be living for God. I have their souls to save. And so, mortificate ergo, right? Put it to death. Just get up. Alarm goes off. Get up. Kneel down. Say a prayer. Offer the whole day to God. And then off we go. There's actually some really good neuroscience behind why getting up right, right when the alarm goes off is actually neurologically better for us, psychologically better for us. Another little thing, like I love... This little piece of plastic and microchips, right? I love this thing so much, right? And I waste so much time on this little screen right here. Put it to death. Forget Father Casey. Get off his Instagram. Go for a walk, right? Or go better. Go pray, right? That'd be better off than just scrolling through reels of kitty kittens doing funny things, right? Or whatever it is. Like, no, put it to death. Get rid. I mean, it's fine. You want to enjoy that. That's good. But if you're attached to it. The problem is the attachment. It's funny to watch a kitten climb up a ladder. That's great. But if you're attached to it, well, we got to break the attachment. We got to say, I don't live for an Instagram reel. Speaking of Instagram reels, St. Francis is starting our Instagram reels. Our seminary, Brendan, just started it. Got like 4,000 views, which for us is like 3,900 more than we get on anything else. Um, But it's awesome, right? But we're starting that good. Okay, there's a place for that. But if my life is about the next YouTube video and I'm just so attached to my Instagram, put it to death. Forget it. If it's distracting me from heaven, then it it should have no place in my life right now. I don't need it because I should focus on heaven. And so that's the little practices. Just a last example could be with food, right? To really enjoy a good meal. That's great. But little mortifications at each meal are a beautiful thing. That doesn't mean, oh, I'm going to not eat, right? My mom made a beautiful dinner today. But mom, mortification, right? Put it to death. I'm not eating that, right? No. What it means is I'm just going to, if I like a little salt and pepper on the food, I'm just going to maybe give that up. No one will even notice. But put it to death, right? The little things that I'm overattached to, right? Or if I want to have seconds of something that was really delicious, but I've already had pretty big firsts, okay, I don't need that, right? I can let that go. In these little ways, right? The little ways. Or... Really good one, because we could be creative with these. 
if somebody made something, but I don't like it, right? It's something, oh, I, don't, I, don't like, I don't like olives, right? I don't, or mayonnaise, right? So there's may, someone made me a beautiful sandwich and there's mayo all over it. Well, mortificate, right? Mortificate, little mortification, I'm going to eat that. And I'm going to smile, right? So I'm not just avoiding the things I, I'm, I'm not avoiding the things I don't like. That's how I remember that little mayonnaise isn't going to kill me. And if it does, I get to heaven faster, right? There you go. So that is the, that's the vision that we should have. That's the way that our Lord wants us to live. And that's this scary practice of mortifications is not the craziness that we hear about sometimes. It's saying, all right, I could avoid the snooze button. I cannot waste too much time on my social media. I can have a little bit more of the foods that I don't like and have a little less of the ones I do. And that's how in a daily, hidden, humble way, all these parts of me which are tied to this life could be put to death. They could be, forget about that, because I live for heaven. I live for our Lord Jesus. My friends, this is the attitude that we all need to have as Christians. We are people looking forward to heaven. And if we live this way, how could anyone not want to get on board with us and say that we are just, you know, there's so many people that are just living in the airport. And let's go. We got a destination to get to. We have a home waiting for us. And so let's look forward to heaven. Let's ask Our Lady in a special way to pray for us. She had her eyes always fixed on heaven as she was doing everything in the midst of her life. So Mary, help us and teach us how to live for heaven, how to live joyfully for heaven, where our life is hidden with Christ in God.